Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hello, hello. Hello, my friend. How are you? Oh, I am just wonderful. How are you? I am good. It is almost vacation time for us. So I know I you, you lucky. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know how you get kind of checked out when you're ready to go? Oh, for sure. When do you guys leave? Tomorrow, as soon as I am finished with my last client, we're, we're out of here. Fine. And you guys are going to Colorado? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> my husband's been trying to get me to go somewhere with a drier climate. So Colorado is on one of our list of places to go um, yeah. before the school year starts. But I don't, I don't know where we're getting close to the wire. I'm like, you need to pull the trigger. You need to <laughs> For out sure. So I'm like somewhere with the drier climate. That's not California and not Vegas or Nevada. Right. Um, so we're thinking maybe Colorado or Utah um, or we might just stay somewhere in Texas. I'm not really sure yet, but that's nice. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we are definitely ready. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> it's today has been a day of packing all the things and you know, their weather is warmer in the day and it can get still really cold oh, yeah. at night. Oh yeah. And not knowing what all we're doing exactly, because Lord knows what's open right now and it changes daily. So packing all the things and which drives me crazy because I'm like, I don't want to not bring something. And what if the store's not open and I can't go get what I need, you know? Yeah. Or if you have it at home and you find out you need it and then you have to buy it. Yeah, exactly. I have it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I probably have have, you know. Half the things will probably never even lose my leave my suitcase, but whatever. It's <laughs> all right. At least you're prepared. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When I when I pack for a vacation, it's ridiculous. Like I I end up packing and unpacking at least three times before I actually go on my trip. Yep. I I finally just started putting things in there, and I'm like, whatever. I don't care anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I will put my toiletry stuff in in the morning, and I'm done. I don't care. So, and how long are you guys going for? Uh, we will be gone. Let's see. We leave Monday, so we'll get there like Tuesday morning, and we'll be back on Sunday, Sunday night. Nice. Yeah. How far of a drive is it where you're going? I'd really rather not talk about that. Oh, um, <laughs> it's longer than I ever want to stay in a car. I am not mm-hmm. a good car person. Um, it's like a anywhere from 15 to 17 hours. Oh yeah. That's not bad. Um, not bad. Huh? Well, well, uh, two years ago, was it Th- or three? I drove to California from Texas with oh, no. a three-year-old oh. and an infant. Oh, so yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, actually he wasn't an infant. He might've been one between one and two. Oh. So, and I was pregnant. Oh, yeah, you're you to get an award for that. That's <laughs> yeah. I, I am the type that's I just want to. Fl- I'd rather just fly there and you pick mm-hmm. me up, <laughs> um, because it saves so much more time. But it's just 
one don't want to fly obviously right now and it's so expensive for four people to fly because the girls are little and we'd still have to rent a car when we get there so we're taking the the truck so we can still do some off-roading stuff so it'll be good so that's why we um drove to california because it we're gonna have to pay for three of us to fly Mm -hmm. and then rent a car and running a car in california is not cheap right and we're gonna be there for two weeks and plus we were going into one part of California and we were leaving a different part of California. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you do that, when you run a car, it's more expensive. Oh yeah. When you don't drop it off at the pickup location. Right. Right. So it was just, I mean, it saved us a lot of money. And yeah. honestly, like we could take little, we, we ventured off on the way down and on the way back and mm-hmm. took different routes and saw different things that we probably wouldn't have seen. I mean, honestly, where we go at in California, the drive is not all that amazing. It's not like there's all these fun things to do along the way. Uh, you actually have to go out of your way to get to the the fun things. I'm like, oh, oh let's go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, that's like way out of the way. Um, <laughs> but it was still, I mean, honestly, it was fine. My husband and I took time turns driving. And both him and I love road trips i mean mm-hmm. i'm not all like yeah let's sit in a car for 15 hours i'm like hey let's see some things along the way let's stop and let's do right. this or maybe before we had kids we would stop in camp um like we would drive from california to utah and we would drive up through oregon or washington and down at, like we would go a roundabout way mm. and so we would just camp along the way and see different things you know that we and that was a lot of fun for us. Now with kids, it's a little bit harder, but. <laughs> oh, well, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to, you know, we can stop and do things whenever and that'll be nice. We're going to try to drive straight through. Um, we'll see how that goes. That, that will to be continued. <laughs> Have your girls uh, ever done a long road trip? No, the longest they've gone is. Oh, uh, Shoot. I mean, they we've flown to Hawaii and flown to Florida, but the longest car ride, I would have to say, would be just to the hill country <laughs> or uh, Dallas. Oh, this is going to be fun for them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you We're have hoping... lots of activities for them to do? Yeah, well, I mean, yes. We're hoping that they just sleep. You know, we've got movies on the iPad and stuff. I've got some little games. They've got books, but... One of them, Brooklyn gets car sick super easy. So she always has, um, I mean, just going to the beach, like her tummy starts to hurt and, you know, that's like not even an hour away. Um, so I'm really not looking forward to that. Uh, I bought some of those motion sickness bands and we'll try that, but, uh, yeah, or, you know, hopefully as we get further along in the evening, they'll just kind of sleep. Our fingers are crossed for that. So maybe, yeah, yeah, (laughs) we'll see. Oh, I might with my kids. We, I mean, like, we we play the I Spy game, or mm-hmm. like we turn it into a whole family thing, or um, slug bug, but without the slugging, and that's a lot harder to do these days. When we were younger and kids, mm. like, oh, I know, right? They're around every corner, but now not, not so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that'll be so fun! I can't wait to hear about your trip when you yes. get back. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed and prayers said would be appreciated. That's yeah. <laughs> for all of us. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> there there will be some vodka coming along, but I mean it will yeah, obviously not in the car, but in in the ice chest. <laughs> as long as you're not driving, why does it matter? <laughs> as 
See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, as long as Scooter's driving, you'd be like, all right, honey, you got the wheel. I got the bike, you know? Exactly. You know, I'm hoping <laughs> worst case scenario, we drove to Tennessee a couple years ago, just him and I, and um, we, the, the night we were supposed to come or the day we were supposed to come back that night, we were going to wake up the next morning and head home and neither of us could sleep. And we we're like, let's just go ahead and go. I mean, it was probably like midnight and we we're like, let's just head home. Right. <laughs> we oh, that sleeping. was good. Yeah, it was like, what's, what's the point in just laying here? You know, we might as well get on the road. So we did. And we only had to pull over. We pulled over once and we took like a 30 minute nap mm-hmm. um, at a rest stop at a really nice rest stop. And then we just powered through. So it, hoping, you know, if that's worst case scenario, that's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, my husband's all about powering through and he's got mm-hmm. me on that way too. Like we just want to get there. Right. Um, I mean, there's, there's certain places like we'll stop and enjoy Like if it was just him and I, we would just push through, but like with yeah. the kids, you know, we have to take more breaks and, but, okay. um, yeah, we're all about like, j- let's just get over with those. Just, you know, mm-hmm. do it. I'll sleep when I get there kind of thing. If I can, yep. if I can stay awake long enough. So, yeah. And I paid for, uh, we paid for an extra, extra night basically. So, cause originally we were going to get there when we couldn't check in until four in the afternoon. It's like, okay, we're going to get there at like nine o'clock in the morning. What are we supposed to do all day? You know, we're going to be exhausted this way. Yeah. I was like, let's just pay for it for an extra night so we can just drive straight there, go to sleep and then yeah, have the rest of the day. Oh yeah. I would have done the same thing. There's no way. <laughs> you guys could have just slept in the trucks, but it would have not been comfortable. A, a Jeep Gladiator truck, there's not that much room. So, <laughs> like, the seats don't recline in the back like they do in a normal Jeep. So, it, yeah, it's we're, I think, have a feeling we're going to get real sick of each other real quick, but <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. Anyway. Good times. Good times. I know. <laughs> Got to make those memories, right? Yeah, any way you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure I'll have some stories to tell you after we uh, go on our family vacation, whatever that may be. <laughs> uh, I hope y'all do, though. You need it. You need oh, a break. we definitely do. And that's, we were talking about that the other day. Like, it, now more than ever mm-hmm. is a definite. Like, last night, we, TJ and I went out on a date night for the I first. I saw that. You look so pretty. Oh, thank you. Um, It was the first, like, out date night since since COVID. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we hadn't, I mean, like just him and I, or, well, Mm -hmm. we ended up meeting up with some friends, but just, you know, him and I without the kids being Mm -hmm. out, like we've done like little date nights at home, but not like anything out. Mm -hmm. And it was so nice just to get out and enjoy each other in the quiet. And we went to such a good restaurant. Oh my goodness. And I, it's, it's an, um, independently own like it's like a, a it's a steakhouse type restaurant but it's not like super pricey I mean the like my TJ got the filet mignon and I got the red snapper and I think each of our plates were about 30 35 dollars okay um oh my goodness it was so delicious I mean like literally the fish just melted in my mouth and they had these carrots on there, I never knew a carrot could taste so good. <laughs> like, and there was like really nothing to it. Like, it wasn't like drenched in sauce or anything. It was just 
I don't know. Oh my gosh, this carrot, like that carrot will be forever in my dreams. <laughs> uh, I'm not kidding. <laughs> but, and then um, we had, um, I had a cucumber martini, which was to die for, hmm. like to die for. And then um, for dessert, I'm like, because I don't usually get dessert, but every once in a while, I'm like, you know, because I hadn't eaten much yesterday. I was go, go, go. And I'm like, you know what? We're out and about. And I'm, I'm, I still have room in my belly. Like I wasn't like stuffed or anything because mm-hmm. um, the serving sizes weren't like, they weren't like ginormous or anything. So I was like, I still have room in my belly. So I asked the waiter, I said, should I get, um, they had like this bourbon creme brulee or carrot cake. Mm-hmm. And I said, of these two, which one would you get? And he's like, they're both really good. And so I, he, I was like, okay, creme brulee. And um, so he brought me the creme brulee, and then he brought me the carrot cake. <laughs> he, he was like, I knew you wanted to try both of them, so here you go. And it was not a bit, it was not a small piece of carrot cake. It was like a oh, ginormous, wow. like bigger than my head. Kind oh of, my gosh. yeah, it was, it, I mean, and we were there with two other couples, so there were six of us. So between six of us, we still couldn't finish the oh, wow. character. I mean, each couple got a creme brulee, uh-huh. but, um, yeah. And then the character, oh my gosh, it, but it was so, I finished it for breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it's the best way to have breakfast, right? <laughs> uh, I had some of my key lime pie, so yeah. Yeah, but but it was I mean it was absolutely and the atmosphere was nice it's off of Gosling in 99 um, Where, what's it called the butler's house oh yeah I've heard that's the place with the outdoor theater or whatever yes right? yes and okay it, yeah and um they're doing some more stuff to it and I, they were talking about doing like a kids feature or something um because my um one of the couples we were with, they're good friends with the owner. So we got to sit with the owner and, and, and talk about the place and really cool. Um, very cool. Yeah. It, I, I loved it. I'm totally going back. I mean, everything I, and we had calamari as an appetizer and that mm. was delicious. Oh my gosh. I'm like, literally, I was dreaming about that food last night. It was, wow. it was so good. So good. Awesome. Well, talking about food. <laughs> All right. So today we are going to be talking about intermittent fasting. Oh, yes. Good, so, good, good. So this intermittent fasting has been like all the hype lately, like over the past couple of years. It's still very new in comparison to a lot of other, um, you know, nutrition trends. Um mm-hmm. And it's gained a lot of popularity. So it's something I wanted to talk about today. Because I have, I mean, I don't know about you, but I do have quite a few clients ask me about intermittent fasting or what's my thoughts All on it. All the time. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've done it. Well, I, pretty, I already did it without doing it, if that makes sense. Like, I was already doing intermittent fasting before I even knew it was a thing. Right. Yeah. Um, But... TJ tried it last year for a long time, and he was probably in the best shape of his life when he did it. But he was also doing jujitsu at the time. Oh, so, okay. But he was doing a couple different – so there's a couple different 
approaches to intermittent fast, fasting, and he was doing a mesh of the two. And I'll okay. talk about that in a, in a few of what that looks like. But um, so I, I think one of the most important things to know about intermittent fasting is that it's not like a fad. It's not a diet. It's or it's not really considered a diet. It's an eating pattern. So it's yeah. not telling you what to eat. It's telling you when to eat. Mm-hmm. Whereas your traditional fat diets, they're very strict on, you know, the type of foods or macros that you're taking in, where this is not, it's not that way. So mm-hmm. um, with intermittent fasting, you really have to know how to, or what right foods to eat before you jump into the actual approach of intermittent fasting, in my opinion, because Mm -hmm. you can go into intermittent fasting and, um, you know, eat within this window, but if you're not eating the right foods, it's not, it's not going to do you much good. Right. Yeah. You're just cramming all the normal crap you eat into a shorter window. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So again, Intermittent fasting, for those of you who don't know, it is basically what it sounds like. You're you're taking brief windows and fasting within those windows. You're, um, so let's just talk about a couple of the different types of intermittent fasting um, approaches. So um, de- during each of these windows, you're going to be eating either very little or nothing during the window. So they have the 16-8 method, and you're eating within an eight-hour window, and you're fasting for 16 hours. Now, you can do it whenever you want, as long as it's within an eight-hour window. Obviously, I would recommend doing it while you're awake, that being your eating time, and then your your fasting time being while you're sleeping. I mean, that's just kind of common sense, but um, (laughs) like for me... When I'm really strict with it, I usually eat between the hours of 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., but that's what works for me because mm-hmm. um, I'm not much of a brick. I love breakfast foods, but I am not a breakfast time person. Right. So I don't like to eat when I first wake up. I usually don't get an appetite until like 10, 11 o'clock. Even on the days I get up early and work out. I mean, I still am not hungry right when I wake up or even right after I work out. So 11 to 7 works for me because we don't usually eat dinner until about between 6, 6.30 anyways. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a perfect window. Now your window could be 12 to 8 or um, 1 to 9 or, you know, 6 at night to 3 a.m. You know, whatever. I think that's right for 6 2 a.m. I don't know. My my math is no good, but <laughs> you guys get the picture. Um, so, and that's actually the most popular um, method of all of the um, different ways we doing intermittent fasting because it's the easiest to um, stick to. It's the most mm-hmm. sustainable, and it, it's just an easiest approach to figure out. Like, you know, every day you eat within this window. So that one tends to be the most popular and what people do most of. There is the 24-hour method, or you can also call it the eat, stop, eat. And this involves 
fasting for a 24-hour period uh, twice a week. So you would never do them consecutive days. You would do like, okay, it's Monday. You're, you eat today. You stop at 6 p.m. on Monday. And then you're not going to eat again until 6 p.m. on Tuesday. And then you'll eat normal, normal, normal. And then come Thursday, you're going to stop eating at 6 p.m. And then you'll start back up at 6 p.m. on Friday. So Mm -hmm. that's another approach. Um, And then there's also the 5 to 2, which you consume only about 5 to 600 calories on two consecutive days of the week. So Monday, Tuesday, you would eat each of those days, five to 600 calories. And then the rest of the week, you would eat your normal 17, 18, whatever your um, usual caloric intake is, your healthy caloric intake, you would eat that normal range those next few days. Um, so those are the, those are the most popular approaches of the fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I prefer the 16 to eight method and that's what a lot of other people do just cause it's the easiest, Not, mm-hmm. but intermittent fasting, it takes a special, um, I don't want to say person, but you, it, it needs to be right for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not something that you can force upon yourself real easy, and you shouldn't force it. If you are someone that just doesn't really like to eat first thing in the morning, um, and you can stop eating, you know, at a certain time in the evening, this might be a good approach for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not sure, it's something you can definitely try. But... It's not something that you should force if you're just like, I can't do it. Like, this is not me. Don't try to make it work because you're going to be miserable. Mm -hmm. Just like anything else that we've talked about, what works for one person isn't going to work for another person. It's all about, you know, your personality, your drive, your um, motivation, all of those things. Mm -hmm. So that's really important to keep in mind. Now, intermittent fasting is definitely definitely not for everyone. Um, so, you know, again, if it's not something that you can do, if, um, you tried it and it's just, you can't make it work, don't force it. Uh, but also if you're underweight or have a history of eating disorders, probably really not a good approach for you, but it's something I would recommend consulting with a licensed hair healthcare professional first mm-hmm. to see if that's something, because what are you doing when you're doing intermittent fasting? Well, ultimately you're restricting calories. Like you're, you're eating within a window. So if you didn't have that window before you were just eating all the time, you're afraid to eat whenever. So you could definitely be taking in more calories. Well, if you're someone with an eating disorder who has gotten used to restricting their calories over the year or, you know, binging, um, it's all mental right? Mm -hmm. Your nutrition, your fitness, it's all mental. And so it's almost like, you know, it could get you into that bad habit of 
you know, whatever eating disorder that you had. Because mm-hmm. it's all psych- psychological. So um, that's just something that I would recommend consulting with a professional. Also, if you're pregnant, breastfeeding, or even looking to get pregnant, I would still strongly recommend consulting with a professional. Um, because you're restricting your calories. And it so intermittent fasting is very much a baby. Um, in where it's at in the nutrition world. There is research out there, but not much research outside of animals. So, I mean, there you can go and find tons of newer research on animals, but not really on humans. So it's not, I mean, you can't say it's, you can't say it's real conclusive if there's not much human research. Right. So, and from what we've seen so far, intermittent fasting is extremely successful for men. With women, because intermittent fasting plays a part with our hormones, and as you know, women and men were built differently, and our hormone levels are different. Like, our, our um, organs are different, how we're affected by ways we eat, different approaches we take, our fitness levels, it's all different. So that's something to think about too. With women, we have to, and I have to be careful on how I put this because I don't want somebody to take it the wrong way. Um, There has been suggestions that doing intermittent fasting can possibly lead to infertility (laughs) issues. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Um, Just by restricting restricting your – I don't know why I can't think of the words. But anyways, you're you're restricting your calories. But – and this is something I probably should have touched on before. Um, So when you fast, several things happen in your body – on the cellular and molecular level. Um, Your HDH levels, which is your human growth hormone, they skyrocket when you're doing intermittent fasting. Now, um, it almost increases by like five times. Now, um, HDH has benefits for fat loss and muscle gain, but it basically plays a key role in growth Um, body composition, cell repair, and your metabolism. So it's a really important uh, hormone. And when you have low levels of it, it can also um, decrease your quality of life and, you know, you're at higher risk for disease and gaining fat. So that's one way that intermittent fasting affects your body. It also... um, uh, oh my goodness, my brain today. Um, <laughs> oh, man, it's that carrot cake you had. For I know, I know. See, it's affecting my brain. Um, it also boosts your insulin sensitivity. Uh, <laughs> Insulin sensitivity. Yes, thank you. It improves, and then it 
will lower your insulin levels. So in making your stored body fat more accessible. So it'll be easier for you to burn the actual fat. Mm-hmm. Now, when fasted, your cells also um, initiate this important cellular repair process uh, called autophagy. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've heard the the term, but please educate me. Yeah, so autophagy is where your cells basically digest and remove, like, any dysfunctional proteins that build up with inside the cells. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's like a kind of like a rotor-rooter. It, mm. it just, like, gets rid of the junk out mm-hmm. of those cells. So uh, intermittent fasting allows for that process to take place. Mm. Um, and then there's also changes in your gene expression uh, that relate to longer lifespans and will help protect you against diseases. So your gene expression is basically where genes, they encode proteins, and these proteins dictate how that cell functions. Okay. So... Intermittent fasting, it allows for all these things. It's really, really cool um, how it all functions together because, you know, we always tell, well, I don't know, we always tell, but I tell my clients, okay, you need to eat more. You're not eating enough. But when Mm -hmm. you're fasting, it's completely different than from like when you're not eating enough on a regular basis. So Mm -hmm. you're, going through these windows, allowing your body to basically recoup. Whereas when you're not getting enough calories um, in a single day, your body just, it it can't function properly. It's Mm -hmm. basically going after the muscle instead of the fat. Whereas intermittent fasting by taking these breaks and allowing the body to fast in a nutshell allows you to go after the fat and keep the muscle. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it, it, intermittent fasting does boost your metabolism while you're eating fewer calories. And it's extremely, extremely effective in weight loss and in belly fat and losing belly fat if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it, it really has a lot of health benefits besides just the weight loss, the fat loss. Um, it helps with inflammations. So there's been studies that shown that there's reductions in markers of inflammation, which is like a key driver for many chronic diseases, such as like heart disease or stroke or certain autoimmune disorders like rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for heart health. It helps to reduce your LDLs or your bad cholesterol, your, um, tried to just try, tread, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> triglyceride levels. Um, and then of course, like we talked about earlier, it helps to lower your insulin levels. So, which mm-hmm. are all like key factors, um, for heart disease. Mm-hmm. It also, um, has been suggested by animal studies they've done that intermittent fasting can possibly prevent cancer. So Mm. like I said before, there's the research is still is in its early stages. Um, 
And a lot of the studies that I found were small, you know, short term, and they were all done on animals. So mm. there's still a lot of questions to be answered um, in, you know, the human studies. But it, it gives us an idea of what to go off. And people have found it to be extremely effective in weight loss, um, especially mm-hmm. about, around the belly area. And you and I both know that that's a key area that you don't want to have excess weight in. Right. So, because um, that can lead to all kinds of other you know, risk factor or health factors. If you're going to gain weight, um, a healthier way to do it would be if it's evenly distributed. Right. Versus, you know, in that center mass area. Um, so when, like I said, when my husband did it, he, he did the 16, um, eight method. And then he also did the 24 hour method. So he kind of mixed the two, um, now if you're going to do the 24 hour method, that's something in my opinion, most people don't need to do on a weekly basis. That's more like mm-hmm. every, you know, once a quarter mm-hmm. to do that, just to, I like to do fast when I'm trying to, um, like give my body a cleanse or kind of like give it a boost, refresh it or reset it. That's a better term mm-hmm. when I like mm-hmm. to reset my body, but Fasting, again, is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's not a diet. It is an eating pattern. So in order for it to be successful, you need to find a healthy nutrition plan to accompany that intermittent fasting eating pattern. Right. Um, otherwise, I mean, if you're only eating within an eight-hour window – but you're going like way over your calories. I hate to break it to you, but you're not going to be losing weight. Right. You're, gonna, you're going to be gaining it. Um, so you still need to stay within that window. But it's really, I found it to be really successful with people that are in a plateau that are, you know have been stuck in that plateau for a while or people that maybe don't have a whole lot to, of excess weight to lose. It's more of like they have maybe about 10 pounds or they want to really lean up or, you know, get, um, build more muscle and lose that belly fat. Those are the ones that I have noticed it's been extremely successful for. And that doesn't mean it, it couldn't be successful for others. Right. But for those for that um, group of people, I've noticed it's been extremely successful for. Yeah. So. Yep. I, um, when I, I've done intermittent fasting before, and so just for people that are considering it, um, I was one of those people that as soon as my feet hit the floor in the morning, I had to have food in my mouth. Um, so the thought of me venturing into that was like, there's no way, there's Mm -hmm. no way I can do this. Right. So what worked for me and it's been successful for many of my clients too, um, is number one, remember, like you said, you're not going to lose weight unless you're at a caloric deficit. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what diet or meal plan you follow. Mm -hmm. So this just simply shifting your eating times isn't the cure or the Mm -mm. fix. (laughs) Mm -mm. 
Um, so anyway, for me, knowing that, you know, I got up at, let's say I got up at seven o'clock in the morning and I had to eat. I legitimately started off waiting 30 minutes and I would slowly just kind of push back every day. It was like, okay, I made it 30 minutes and I didn't die. (laughs) So, you know, it got a little easier after that, just in pushing that time back until I could get to those 16 hours. Yeah. Um, So take your time with it, whether that's 30 minutes or an hour or two hours, whatever works for you. Um, The other thing that I liked about it was, and I still kind of fall into this pattern of intermittent fasting from time to time as well, especially with my schedule, it works well, but is it helps you kind of reset your relationship with food Mm -hmm. because I went from, Oh my gosh, I have to eat right now. My feet hit the floor. No, I didn't. That was more of a habit that I had created. Right. Um, I wasn't necessarily hungry. It was just a habit. Right. Um, And the other thing is you may be hungry doing it and that, but it's okay. Like, I think we forget that sometimes it's okay to be hungry. Yeah. You're not going to starve to death because you're waiting 30 minutes or an hour to eat. Right. Um, so just things to keep in mind, if you're trying to venture into it, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing like, oh my gosh, I didn't make it 16 hours today. Screw this. Well, maybe you made it 14 hours. Great. So tomorrow you shoot for 15, right? Yeah. Um, love and it. the other, the other great thing about it is that I, that I love with the 16, eight method is let's say it's Friday night and you know that you're going to be out to dinner with friends. So your normal seven o'clock stop time isn't going to happen. It's nine o'clock. Okay, well then, so you don't eat, instead of eating at 11 tomorrow, you push it back to one. Yeah. Then you're still getting your 16, eight. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So it's super easy to just fit in with your lifestyle. It so really you is. Eat, yeah. So you eat later than normal. Okay. You push back your start time the next day and so on and so forth. It's not that hard. Um, Eventually, I think your body, just like anything else, it gets used to it. Yeah. It, 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 it gets so you, yeah, it might be a struggle in the beginning and you might think, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like I, there's no way I could wait that long to eat. But then after a while you get used to it and you're like, I don't want to eat that early. I'm not used to eating that early. Um, Right. But there's definitely things you can like, okay. Like you said, which I thought was a great point. You tell them to take it little by little. Okay. Maybe push it back a half hour. When you get up in the morning before you put anything in your mouth, Guzzle down 20 ounces of water. And if you're still Mm -hmm. hungry after drinking that and waiting about 20 minutes, then eat something. Mm -hmm. You know, but if you're not hungry after that, then you can, you can wait. Yeah. Chances are you weren't really hungry to begin with. And I think intermittent fasting, what it, one of the really cool things about it is it helps you to become more in tune with your body's needs as far as when you're actually hungry. It, like, I think it helps you, it helps yeah. allow you to listen to your body. I agree with that. And I also think it's, it's good for people like myself that once I start eating, I need to continue to eat. I'm not one of those that can eat a meal and go like five hours until I eat again. Yeah. So for me, I feel like I get to eat for like eight hours straight. <laughs> um, and that works for me. I like yeah. that. So just something to keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not for everyone. And men tend to have a little bit more successful 
with it than women. Not as far as like they can do it, but just their their bodies are, I guess, wired for it a little bit more so. But it's definitely effective for women. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there's still lots of studies out there, and depending on what you read, you know, one will say it this way, one will say it that way, but. If you think about our ancestors, that's what they did. They didn't have grocery stores readily available for them to go to. Like, Mm -hmm. the only way they were able to eat is that they hunted their food and they gathered their food. And if they didn't have anything to hunt or they didn't have anything to pick, they had to wait a while to eat. And Mm -hmm. if you look at, um, our, you know, if you go um, to any, like, not, what's the site's called? Archaeology? No. Where they um, basically put together bones and you know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, oh my gosh. I'm not, yeah, that's, I'm not a history major at all or. An archaeologist? Maybe. I don't know, but. They, no. I, I don't know what it's called, Darn but. It. <laughs> anyways, um, but if you look at basically they put together these 3d images of what our ancestors looked like based on their bones um Mm -hmm. you know just the bones they exhumed and they were very lean muscular um individuals Mm -hmm. and what did they do they had to go after their food so they had to exercise Mm -hmm. they did lots of manual labor and they fasted for periods of time. Oh yeah. Not by choice. Yeah. No. That's for sure. I mean, of course they, they ate, you know, meat and nuts and berries and plant foods, but they fasted. Mm -hmm. So if it worked for them, I mean, why, why wouldn't it work for us? Yep. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those occasionally. Sometimes. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes that makes sense. So we've been doing fasting for, for many, many, many years. We just mm-hmm. didn't realize. And, you know, some people fast for religious reasons, mm-hmm. you know. So there's, I mean, people are fasting all across the world. Yep. And have been for many, many, many centuries. Oh, um, yeah. It's not a new thing. No. No. It's just when it's, um, I guess not glamorized, but you know, people, when people are intentionally doing it when they don't have to, you know, they're, they're doing it for aesthetic reasons, but you know, there's a lot of health benefits to intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. You know, as I've said in the past, your primary focus in order for you to be successful, um, in your overall weight loss journey or a fitness journey is you need to put your health First, it can't be about how you look. It needs to be about your health. And I really feel like intermittent fasting allows you to do that. It definitely can. Yeah. So, I mean, that's basically all I had on that topic. Did you have anything else you would like to add? No. Uh, Not that I could think of. I'll probably think of something as soon as we're done. Yeah, probably. Because that's how it goes. But (laughs) nope. I, I think that's good that I think that covers it. If anybody has questions, hopefully by now they know where to find us. If not, all of our contact information and stuff is um, in our show notes. So they can just go right there and connect with us and let us know what questions they have. 
Yes, ma'am. All right. All right, sister. Catch you later. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time.